God is God is everything, <laughs> and He literally will fill all of what you're not, all of what you're not meeting, all of what you want to meet. You can't reach the dreams that you want to meet, mm. um, and you're not meant to alone. Hey everyone, my name is Kelvin, your host. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Elevate Retake. This is the last episode in our series, Righteousness by Heart. So here's the conversation. And so you got to be careful. You know, some years there's there's bad years, right? The ground hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of water. There's been a drought or something, right? Uh, but you go look and if it's consistently producing bad fruit and it's just bad fruit, right? Like that's a bad tree and it's a product of its an environment and that tree needs to be cut down, thrown in the fire because it's not good for anything. And so applying that to our own lives, how are, how are we quote unquote planting ourselves or what are, what environment are we surrounding ourselves with? Are we getting good nutrients? Are we getting good hydration? Are we getting fresh air and, and, and sunlight? all in you know as literal way as you want to take it or as in a spiritual way as you want to take it uh, and ultimately that atmosphere and that environment will help us to produce the best fruit that we can when you were when you were talking about this and you mentioned John 15 and kind of us you know where we're at and what what's coming out of us right good or bad fruit i thought of the other example in the bible that came to me immediately was uh, David, in the first chapter of Psalm, he kind of compared, uh, chapter one of mm-hmm, Psalms, he compared mm-hmm, our life mm-hmm. to uh, a tree and our relationship with God and what a, a good relationship with God looks like. And mm-hmm. he says, you know, this tree, I think it's verse three. Actually, do you have it? Yeah. It says, how blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. This That's verse one, verse two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law he meditates day and night. Verse three, yep. he, will, he or she will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, mm. which yields its fruit in its seasons and its leaf uh, does not wither in it. In whatever he or she does, he or she prospers. Mm. And I love that because we're talking about, and Jesus more specifically, again, back to his, it's me, or it's destruction, right? Or it's not following me. David gives a perfect example of what a tree planted by living streams of water next mm-hmm. to Jesus looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a tree that's always going to produce good fruit, mm-hmm. a tree that's never going to wither the leaves. And not only that, it's going to prosper in everything that it does. Yeah. And so I immediately made that connection mm. with, with that. And I was like, man, you that. know what? That is what... I think Jesus is talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants us to look like. Mm-hmm. Those trees that are planted by his living water. Um, so then Jesus continues. And he says there's these two groups, right? In verses 21 and 23. So this is this is interesting. And here here's my question for this. Does Do these two, three verses, right? He says, you know, not everyone who calls me out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those that actually do the will of my Father will enter. And people are going to say, hey, I did all this stuff, and I prophesied, and I cast out demons. But I'm going to reply, Jesus says, I never knew you. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Jesus is saying that even with all the great things that I do for him, I, I may not be doing God's will and be yes. saved? Yes. Explain. 
Take it away, Z. Uh, okay, I don't know if I'm going the right direction with this at all, but like, <laughs> in my mind, a relationship with God is kind of like a friendship. And for friendship, you don't have a like a checklist and like a to-do list of like, mm. I wrote them a card on their birthday, I did this for them, I did this for them, I did this for them, I did this for them. You don't even really, in, like real friendships, you really don't keep like, you don't keep track of all those sure. things, you know what I mean? Just happens. Yeah, that would be kind of odd if you were like, mm, like... Every single thing you did for somebody, you like recorded and mm-hmm. made sure you, you know, I don't, it's not, I feel like that's not what the friendship is. The friendship is the quality time that you spend together, the conversations that you have, like the connection that you have, um, how you guys feel about each other, not necessarily the things that you like do for each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because um, in all honesty, God doesn't really need us to do anything for him. He chooses to use us for the things that he um, things that will like benefit us and help mm-hmm. us grow. Um, so if we just see it, like following God as like a checklist, of just things that we need to check off. Um, I don't think he measures that. He, he doesn't measure our relationship with him by what we do. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, how we actually really feel about him and how like how much love we have for him. Mm-hmm. And when you have that love and you have that commitment, um, usually... Like, I, because I love my friend, I do this for them. Mm-hmm. Not It's not the other way around. I don't do this. That, that means I love you because I did this for you. Mm-hmm. I think all the actions and all the stuff I do for someone is a reflection of how I feel about them and the love that I have for them. Yeah. And we see this played out in our country right now that under the guise of Christian nationalism, there are churches that are inviting current and former politicians to their pulpits and... Um, saying a lot of uh, religious rhetoric um, that's actually political rhetoric and they're saying things under the name of Jesus that don't follow the character of, of who Jesus yeah. is. Uh, and so we can claim the name of Jesus, but that is not enough. We yeah. can do the things that we, you know, and, and he says like there are people who um, actually prophesied in his name that cast out demons in his name. Uh, and performed many miracles um, in his name. And these people are, I think, honestly asking the question, of like, we did all this in your name. Like, mm-hmm. what gives? And he's like, it is not enough to do things in my name. You need to know me, mm-hmm. who is the carrier of that name. Mm-hmm. And when you know me, the carrier of that name, then that makes your works that you do in my name even more powerful. And so it's not enough to be like, oh, I want to be a Christian. So I'll just go around doing things in the name of Jesus and that'll be okay. It's like, no, no, no. I want to be a Christian, so I'm going to go get to know Jesus Mm -hmm. so that then my life is lived out under his name. Rich young ruler kind of all over again. Mm -hmm. It's like, Jesus, I kept all the commandments. I I got you. I got everything you said. And as soon as Jesus went for his heart, he said, "Mm, I'd rather keep all my stuff. Um, And we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago with, with the message. The moment that you know this this all this all comes back to all the stuff that's on the outside's great but Jesus looks and God looks at at mm-hmm. the heart right yeah. mm-hmm. the moment that Samuel walked into that house he saw David's older brother Eliab and he goes that is king mm-hmm. he looks like a king he plays the mm-hmm. part he's probably 65 he probably looks like king Saul <laughs> he's huge that is the king and God immediately after the first brother said look dude <laughs> I, I'm yeah. looking for a different heart. He doesn't have the heart that I'm looking for. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I love how everything that Jesus is saying, he's coming back to 
to our heart. And then he kind of ends it with with building on a solid foundation. And we all know the song that you very eloquently sung. I Nobody loved it. I on loved Saturday, it. by the way. Let me just throw that out there and give you props for that. <laughs> I'm sure that was awful in the podcast. <laughs> Nobody was like picking up what I was putting down um, in the in the sanctuary. I couldn't we're, hear we're through the live stream if anybody was singing with <laughs> Not you. Really? But were I you guess in the, you were in the sanctuary. I wasn't yeah. in the sanctuary. I was in the oh, okay. media room, and I was yeah. like, "He has a good voice." Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. That would have been nice for the choir to just get behind you and. Oh, just, that would have been know. great. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, the week before that would have been good. So, uh, it's interesting. One of the the versions that I read, I think it's. New Living Translation. It might be in, I don't know, what, what version do you have there with you? Uh, NASB. Okay. So check me on this one because or else my analogy is really not going to work here for okay. this okay. example. So uh, I think it's a verse, let's see, 25. It says, though the rain comes in in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built, my version says, on bedrock. Mm-hmm. That's the New Living Translation. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to throw a video game out here. I love playing Minecraft. Okay. And so, don't give me that face. (laughs) No, no. No, I'm just like, I don't play Minecraft, so I'm really hoping I can follow along. But So, so in the game Minecraft, if you dig down deep enough, Mm -hmm. you get to a level where you can't dig anymore, which is like the middle of the earth, right? Okay. And it's it's bedrock. That's what the block is called. Yeah. And so, when I read that, I said, oh, hey, look, this kind of makes sense. The bedrock, you can't break it. Yeah. Not with any tool that you can get in the game. You can't blow it up with like TNT that you can make. The bedrock is going to stay put. Like y- yeah. you have to find your way around it or to do something else different. You can't move that block in the particular game. Have yeah. you tried? I have. Okay. <laughs> Talk from personal experience. And no, no, there's, there's, there's glitches that you can like pull off. To get, <laughs> but naturally, yeah. bedrock's not going anywhere. Okay. And so when I hear Jesus say not only you know in the, in the verse before he said it was built on solid rock okay that's that's nice and cool but to me when he when he says it was it was firm on bedrock that to me yeah. is like that's so strong it's not going anywhere yeah another example of what our life could look like mm-hmm. when we continue to choose jesus in our lives and so yeah. when he talks about the rain and the torrents i wanted to ask and maybe this might be a simple question but someone may need to hear the answer what is what are the rain? What's the flooding? What's the torrents? What's the storm that Jesus is talking about in this example? What is that in our life? What is it not? <laughs> what? <laughs> I like that. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I <laughs> I mean, I feel like now it's hard to tell what isn't sometimes. Mm. I think it can be so many things. I think it is a lot of things. I, I don't I don't know. What do you think? So historically, um a lot of people would have you know this thousands of years ago okay. interpreted um storms of life as like judgment. Uh and it kind of makes sense within the theming of, of what Jesus is talking about of like, oh yeah, when judgment comes, like you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a guy by the name of Saint Augustine who who commented on this. I believe it was Saint Augustine. In researching, studying for this week, I came across this. Um, and he interpreted the storms of life is that in anything that rocks the boat, like uh, uh, a confrontation, a um, you stepped on a nail, uh, you 
got a hangnail. Um, you lost your job. They got uh, your order you, at Starbucks wrong. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they got your order at Taco Bell or like you walked into the like like whatever. And I think your uh, your reaction or responses is warranted. Beatrice, like, what is it not? Mm-hmm. It's any disturbance in life that could cause a shift in 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 your peace. Like things are no longer as they should be. Yeah. And it, the be, being built on the bedrock and the, the rock that is Jesus means that when things are not as they should be, you are still intact. Mm-hmm. Like you are still complete. You're and still anchored. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what comes your way. You know who is your hope and your salvation. Mm-hmm. And you cling unequivocally to that. And nothing will shake you. Loss of a family member, a traumatic experience, they can, I mean, they, they will scar you. They will mar you. Like, but you come back to the point where it's like, it does not matter because I know that my hope and my salvation is in Jesus. Mm. I like that. And I think that Jesus is now finally connecting the two dots from when he said at the very beginning that it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. This is the difficult. This mm-hmm. is the rain and the mm-hmm. stuff that's going to mm-hmm. hit you. Mm-hmm. But if you're on on top of me on that bedrock and you've built your life on that, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. So it's interesting, both men that he's talking about, they have the same tools, the same wood, the same whatever mm-hmm. they built their house with, mm-hmm. but they chose to build on two different locations, but they had the same, not one guy didn't have one advantage over the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so maybe this is more of a personal question. Maybe you can draw something from how can someone's asking, how, how can I be a good builder then of what Jesus gives me? Where where do I begin with mm. the stuff that he gives me? How, how do I then become a good builder? Are you looking at me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my. Okay, these are really good questions, <laughs> I will say. Oh. Would you like me to go first? I mean, if you, yeah, why not? So I, I think the simple thing that comes to mind for me is start with the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, the the analogy that Jesus uses about the two guys building a house is everything that he has built up in the past two chapters. Mm. So he's saying, you want to build your life on me? Well, that starts with uh, being poor in spirit. It starts with mourning. It starts with being meek, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, with being poor in spirit, with being a peacemaker, uh, with, and with being persecuted. And by the way, in all of that, you are salt and light. And salt and light acts differently than everything else. Salt and light says, oh, the law of Moses was here. I'm going to take it down to here to this deeper level again and again and again. Oh, by the way, uh, certain people give a particular way. This is how you really need to give. Certain people pray a particular way looking for outward show. Mm-mm. Come get to know me. Certain people fast in this particular way. Mm, those are storing up treasures in heaven. No, you do that different. Some people worry. Nah, you your worries on a different level. Mm-hmm. Other people judge. Nah, don't judge. By the way, there's two gates, two trees, two groups, and two foundations. So I I, I think the how we build our life is is illustrated and put forth by Jesus in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. And if you want to get to the core of what Jesus' gospel is all about and what he calls us to live daily go to Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and read it until it gets redundant and it will never get redundant. I honestly don't think I can talk about <laughs> Or I, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the question was, how do I start building, right? Mm-hmm. How do I start building? I think it's just taking account of like where you are 
you know, know like realizing where you may fall short and mm. realizing that God fills those gaps and that's what's going to help you. Like, it's easy to get, like, overwhelmed when you know. I feel like sometimes we know some people. Well, everyone, I feel like, can be their worst critic. You mm-hmm. know yourself the best. Um, and so I feel like it's overwhelming sometimes to think, like, man, I really struggle in a lot of these things. And I, the list goes on. But I think realizing that and, like, knowing that that's okay because God is God is God is everything. <laughs> and he literally will fill all of what you're not, all of what you're not meeting, all of what you want to meet. You can't reach the dreams that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not meant to alone because then there would be no need for God. And so, yeah, just like knowing where you are, acknowledging that and allowing God to come into your life and fill and be with you and like equal out your weaknesses with mm-hmm. his strength. I feel like that's where a good place to start, you know? I like that. God fills the gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to transforming our hearts, if we've been talking about for nine weeks, ultimately to get to this point, he can fill the gaps of whatever we're missing, you know, yeah. in, in our hearts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can all be built on that rock, but maybe the house hasn't gotten complete yet. And maybe we got to build some more stuff with God on top of it. I think of I think of when Nehemiah comes back home and he sees the city of Jerusalem in destruction and shambles and he assigns every family a different part of the wall mm-hmm. to build. And someone told me, Kelvin, think about it this way. If one family had decided not to build, mm-hmm. then there would have been a gap in, in that wall, right? But all of them working together for the same purpose yeah. was able to rebuild the walls again. Wow. And so I, I think I like that a lot. That God fills the gaps. And I think it's a perfect way to kind of throw everything together over the last nine weeks of God is looking to transform your heart. Um, and he's looking to fill the gaps in your heart, maybe that are missing a little bit mm-hmm. with your relationship with him. I like that a lot. Anybody have any closing thoughts as we wrap up nine weeks of righteousness by heart? I would just say if you're in a in a space where you feel like you've tried anything and everything under the sun to um, get right with God or to bring about a transformation in your life, uh, to not be discouraged. There, mm-hmm. There is hope for you. Um, every day with Jesus is a new day one. Uh, and mm-hmm. so whatever has come before, don't kick yourself, knock yourself out. There's there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. 100%. And so, well, I guess it'd be 0% if there's no. <laughs> we got where you were going. It's okay. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so make this a new day one with Jesus. And if that's starting with the Sermon on the Mount and and just getting alone with him uh, in a room and and quietly meditating on the words of Christ and and praying to him, pouring out your heart, uh, that will begin to bring a transformation inside of your heart. You can't work yourself into heaven um, and you also can't think yourself into heaven. Uh, it's a it's a combination of, of, of placing yourself at the feet of Jesus and allowing him to transform your heart. And righteousness comes by heart. Yeah, I think he knows where you are. Like he knows where mm-hmm. you're at. And it's no surprise to him. And I think just being able to realize that and 
being open to him about it, like with any good relationship, I think you just need to be open and he's accepting of wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you don't need to sweat the little things because at the end of the day, like he's really just trying to be your friend, Mm -hmm. really just trying to grow a deeper connection with you. And yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, he's filling in the gaps, hopefully. So (laughs) I like that. I, I would say this is not a, this is not going to happen overnight. Mm. Yeah. I think this is going to take some time. So don't be, you know, sad if, if this complete transformation that you're looking for doesn't happen in an hour after you read the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. It takes time. And I think that's the beautiful thing with God. We walk with him every day. And every day we in, in radio, we have this saying, on the air, just be 1% better every time. Mm-hmm. And so if you're 1% better, by the time you'll start rolling with Jesus, then it'll look like you're 100% better every day. So just focus on that, 1% better every day. That's all I got. So thanks so much, guys, for being here. Pastor Michael, of course. Beatrice, thank you so much. (laughs) Honored and special guest. Second (laughs) time. We got to make that three here pretty soon next next year. Hey, um, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. This, I think, drops the day before Christmas Eve. The day before Christmas, yep. Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's what it's called? Well, no, it do- drops the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, sorry. So, okay, Christmas Eve Eve. So Christmas Eve Eve, yeah. Yeah, Christmas Eve Eve. Merry Christmas. From... Isn't that a friend's thing? It is. Yeah, it is. Christmas it is. Eve Eve. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. We're taking New Year week off mm-hmm. and uh, got some fantastic stuff coming up in uh, 2022 that we can't wait to share with you. Can we tease? Do you? Do we have an idea? Nah, they just gotta come. Okay, they, they just, just gotta come. Yeah. Sorry, you I just, tried. You just Sorry, be you there. cannot peek in the present. You yeah. cannot yeah. shake the box. <laughs> no, nope. nope. that's right. You will not know. There, yeah, do I not tried. Pass go, listeners, do not I tried. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. You just gotta. You gotta be there. Got some gotta fantastic stuff. You're. Awesome. You're not gonna want to miss it. Just subscribe, like, yes. share, rate, whatever. All the things. All the all things. the podcasting. Do all things. the things. So thanks so much, everyone who is listening to this episode. Like I always say, please share it with a family member or a friend. If it somehow, some way impacted you, changed your life, uh, you don't know the blessing that you could be to someone by just simply clicking that share button and throwing it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or just sending the link to someone. Uh, You don't know how God could be using you through that. So we'll see you next year. Yeah. Here on Elevate Retake. And uh, my name is Kelvin. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.